Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Now, I don't know if you're going to be watching the Academy Awards this uh, weekend. I, I don't think I've seen, I, I'm not even sure I've seen any of the movies that are nominated, to be honest with you. Maybe, maybe one or two. I'm not, I don't normally watch it, uh, so I'm not that big of a fan of the Oscars. Uh, I am a big fan, however, of ranked choice voting. I like to pound that rock on this program as often as I can. And I saw a column at realclearpolitics.com, and I thought, now here is a man who also likes ranked choice voting and is using the Oscars to try to teach America how to become better citizens by utilizing ranked choice voting. Let me read from the column, then we'll welcome the guest. Since 2009, ranked choice voting is growing. From four cities in 2009 to over 60 cities, counties, and states now, Maine, Alaska, uh, small-town Utah, statewide Virginia, GOP primaries, all utilize uh, ranked choice voting. That means a, a candidate with both broad and deep support in a crowded field will prevail. I've always said I like ranked choice voting because, voting because it marginalizes the crazies. If, and this is uh, from the column. If you're a mushy middle snooze fest, you won't get enough first choices to win. If you're incredibly polarizing, you won't get enough backup choices to win. So what can we learn from the Oscars regarding ranked choice voting? Now let's welcome the man that penned this piece, Rob Ritchie, president and CEO of Fair Vote, a nonpartisan electoral reform group. Rob, welcome to WS, sir. How are you? Thank you, John. I'm really uh, pleased to be on your program. This is a very smart way to try to get America to pay attention to ranked choice voting by utilizing the Oscars. I guess we all owe this to Batman. How so? <laughs> well, there was a uh, back in, uh, I guess, 2008, uh, they were only nominating five movies, and Batman was a very uh, commercially successful movie, and a lot of people thought it was artistically good, but it didn't make it into the final five. And people uh, at the Academy felt like, you know, that they wanted to have more viewers to feel they were invested. And so they went from five movies being nominated to 10. And it was that move from five to 10 that invited a conversation about, wait a second, if we just have people just pick one, we could have movies being one with, you know, best picture with 12% or something. And it just really might be almost embarrassing to uh, get a winner that just happens to be on top of the heap with a low percentage. So they went to ranked choice voting. And how has it worked out since? Any disappointments? Well, it's, you know, you, we, we're not seeing the numbers behind the outcomes. And, of course, everyone has their movies they like and the movies that they don't. But I think there is a general feeling that there are, uh, you know, these are credible movies and, and people are invested in them, but the, 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 the uh, you know, the, the ones that are winning. And, and uh, all evidence is that the Oscar voters, the Academy members, are, are certainly using their ranked ballots. And that's something, by the way, we see in the elections where we really see the data that voters, once they're given the opportunity to rank, actually overwhelmingly use it, which tells us something, that people are ready to say more than just pick one. 
What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen. I, I like the idea of ranked choice voting. It saves uh, municipalities, states, and even the federal government. It would save us a lot of uh, money over the course of uh, after implementing it. But ranked choice voting doesn't disproportionately benefit, well, if, if you're sticking with the Oscar analogy, one type of movie, or more broadly, one type of candidate. It, it makes the results more reflective of what uh, the voters really want. Right, and, and and that can sort of vary each each year. When you put it through candidate lens, you know, someone that can build a majority. So you... You can't be a real outlier who, who, you know, more than half the people dislike intensely. You have to be someone that has figured out a way to, to earn support. Um, but you also, you know, have to get first choices to stay in the mix. So, so if, if you don't have any first choices, you're, you're, you're going to lose in the way the system works because the candidate in last place is sort of knocked out. And, and so what it's rewarding is a candidate who is, one, you know, the credible candidate, the one with a substantive amount of first choice first choice support that can also – you know, build, build, build a majority. And if you look through movies, you know, it's, it's different kinds of movies, different years, but, you know, a common thread is that that movie, when it got down to two and was like head to head against the other strongest movie that year, got more than half the votes. And, you know, that, that's what we'd like to see in our, our actual governmental elections, too. Yeah, me too. And especially with candidates, is I'm so sick of, uh, you know, far lefties winning on the blue side of the world and, and far righties winning on the red side of the world and people in the middle, independents, Moderates, they feel totally left out, and they're they're stuck with you know just two terrible choices. Right, and that's something that our system of where if people are frustrated by having only two choices, it's due to a system that 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 creates weird outcomes and frustrating dynamics when when a third person enters, um, you know the whole spoiler issue and so on. Then if you look at our primaries, where there is a general uh, you know rush to jump into to to fields that people think that they might win, you you, you do get these you know, five, six candidates running and someone winning the nomination with, with 30% who really isn't very representative and actually often not very good for that party because they're not really well prepared to win the general election and they just happen to kind of, you know, get out of the primary with 30%. So ranked voting solves different problems. And I guess the third problem is, you know, here in Chicago um, is just having runoff elections when you could be more efficiently get it done in one round. Yep. And that's something that is that's been pretty appealing to a lot of the cities that have passed it. It's simply yeah. let's have, have a high turnout election, get it done, uh, get it done with one trip to the polls. Yeah, we're, as you said, we're experiencing that right now. Uh, you know, neither one of these guys got a lot of they, – they at, at top of the heap in a crowded field, but didn't dominate, that's for sure, so we'll have to go through it again in April. Yeah. Rob Ritchie, yep. president and CEO of Fair Vote, nonpartisan electoral reform group, uh, who do you like? In the, are you going to watch the Oscars? Do you have a dog in the sun? Do you have a movie that you <laughs> well, like? It, it, it's interesting. I, I, you know, it, it's a, it's a kind of wild movie, but everything, everywhere, all at once is really quite, quite a different kind of movie. And I think it, for people who haven't seen it, it, it is, it is, is an experience. And I think that's favored to win. And I think it's an interesting example of where it's not a, I know, quote unquote, safe movie, but it is a movie that is probably going to win a slew of Oscars and is really interesting and kind of worth it. Um, a lot of people like Top Gun. A lot of people think that's, that's one of the top uh, movies that has a chance to win. And we'll just see what those voters did with their rankings and find out the winner.
Rob Ritchie, thanks. Uh, have a great weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Take care. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen.